What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are again in the heart of Arlington County. It's Clarendon, of course. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 103. And alongside me to get us through this episode, to my right, of course, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Well, I'm back from Boston. Back from Boston. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Good trip? I mean, just quickly, was it a good trip? Yes oh, or no? Yes always, or no? It's always a good trip when you right, get to so go was, north. It, <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good trip. We're going to get into your Boston experience. Uh, you were up there for the marathon and the 5K, uh, which we talked about last week. Uh, but before we do that, let's bring in our other co-host. To my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I'm looking forward to you asking me questions that I can only answer with a yes or no. <laughs> yes or no. Are you excited Love how to be you're here? setting the tone are you, early. Are you excited to be here, Docs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's all we. That's all you get today, Docs. Is just yes or no's. That's all. All right, everybody. Thanks for allowed. having me. That's <laughs> all you're allowed. No, of course. Uh, William E. Docs is here to get us through here. Uh, on this episode number 103, a big show to get to today, guys. Um, a lot to talk about. Joanna, what's special about episode one or the number 103? It has a three in it. That's a good answer. I'd say this is the ideal temperature for Joanna outside. <laughs> <laughs> Minus like 60 degrees. Actually, yeah. let's be honest. It's 103 degrees in the studio <laughs> today, so this is very appropriate, <laughs> episode 103. And yeah. I've made the very poor choice to bring tea into the studio. <laughs> you're in a, a nice warm drink. You're broadcasting in a singlet, though. That should tell us uh, how warm it is. It is a little warm. Um, and we, we got to hurry up because she got a race to get to. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we are here. It's 420, uh, Thursday, 420. And um, it's, we, we broadcast right next to a, a – we don't want to name their name, of course, because docs, Mm-mm. they don't, they don't uh, advertise. They don't advertise for us. But yeah. they, they are in the business of, of helping you with your taxes. Yeah. And here at 420, uh, Doc's brought up to me beforehand um, that uh, the tax season now is over, so maybe they just aren't. Shut off the AC. Because <laughs> we kind of like uh, – I'll, I'll let you guys in on a little secret here. I think we are using their AC. (laughs) In our uh, studio? In our studio. So they uh, don't have any listeners. (laughs) So probability uh, is that everybody in that office listens to this uh, (laughs) podcast because our numbers are so high. That's true. That's probably true. And they can also just hear it as we uh, broadcast. Yeah, we can definitely hear their conversations. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so we're going to soldier through a little bit warmer today, but... uh, it's we'll, 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 we'll make it through for this big show. Uh, a lot to get into. Excited today, guys. We do have an in-studio guest, Grace Foster of Back on My Feet. She's the chapter director of the D.C. Uh, chapter of Back on My Feet. She'll be joining us here in studio. Talk about that program, a program that Pacers Running has been involved with for multiple years now. So excited to sit down with the chapter director today. Also in today's program, we mentioned it, Boston. Uh, Joanna was up there last week. The marathon happened on Patriots Day, and we're going to talk about her race. She ran the 5K. Uh, We'll talk about her race, the marathon, and all that happened up in Boston, because I know you were there, then you went to Maine, and you did a lot of different things. I don't think we have time to talk about everything that's ever happened in Boston, (laughs) but let's... Let's pick well, some well, highlights. Let's just pick like this weekend. Yeah, yeah. some highlights from the weekend. That, that Joanna was uh, involved with. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I've got a story about a streaker. You know, I love streaks. No asterisk. Is it needed. about me? No. 
No, it, it it's no, not your about story you. is about you, the streaker. <laughs> you could talk about your your five k streak, but uh, you know I got a story about a streaker. Uh, you know, I do love that marathon streak that I have going. I think I'm just crowbarring this in there so I can talk about my uh, marathon streak. 103 episodes in, nobody is fooled. <laughs> about my agenda items? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then also we want to talk about the Crystal City 5K. Uh, but before uh, that, Docs and I both ran while you were up in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I, I, my mom had her knee replacement uh, this past week. And she's doing well. Uh, it happened last Tuesday. Knee replacements are rough, man. Mm. But uh, she is <laughs> she is real extremely resilient, and uh, you know doing all that she needs to do, the PT and everything to get through. Uh, but she's not a type of person who really sits around, mm-hmm. right? Um, so this has been a little bit difficult. So we've had you know some folks uh, come in town to help her out, uh, including my aunt. My aunt Kevin, who is Carter's mom, so you know, just totally pull back the curtain here. Uh-huh. You know, he he he's most recently on the show, or we were talking about podcast. on the show because he's got a podcast, right? Uh-huh. So my aunt uh, is in town, and she's talking about podcasting because Carter's got this podcast, um, and so she was really interested in our podcast. And I was finally, torn, I was torn. I was like, do I really want to? expose myself yes uh and and introduce my aunt who i love again you are let me let me i mean i can let you finish but let me just go ahead let me just jump in please please interject (laughs) um first of all you think that things that you say on on the episode carter's obviously telling her right that's true so there's nothing out there that that is going to be a secret (laughs) second of all uh you've been on this earth for 41 years (laughs) She knows what she's got. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very close. Uh, she lives out in Arizona. Uh, we try to make a, a trip uh, there annually or at least every other year. Julie actually stayed with her when she would train in Arizona. So mm-hmm. she's really tight with the family. So my dilemma was, do I really introduce her to this podcast? Because I really put myself out there and expose myself. I mean, Joanna's mom doesn't think I got a degree from, <laughs> from just to totally pull back the curtain. She doesn't think I graduated from Virginia because of, you know, it's a miracle. My lack I, of I mean, it's a miracle. I, it, it, I think it's great to have more people that, that can sympathize with my concerns <laughs> about your degree. So I, I think the more listeners, the better. I so. also think that if she enjoys it, maybe she can tell five friends. That's true. And I was also going to say that that might also be a silver lining to your mother not being as active. Yep. Maybe she'll start listening finally <laughs> that's too. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That that that'll help her pass the time. She's got 103 episodes. Yeah, now she could binge through. listen. <laughs> just get her on Twitter and yep. then uh, have her compete with Kevin King for most prolific that's, that's uh, Pace true. Nation tweeter. Well, I am certainly narrow casting to them right now yeah. because I want to make them interested in the show. So I'm bringing up initially, and then they're gonna then their interest will. And then we're gonna interest. hook them. <laughs> yeah, and I then they're gonna realize early. like episode 103. I wonder if in the previous 102 episodes they mentioned me at all. Exactly. <laughs> so I have to listen to every minute. So if you d- just allow me one more story about my aunt Kevin here, just before we get to, I want to bring in Grace here in a moment. But uh, so Carter went to the Naval Academy, right? Um, and this was, you know, 20- you asking for Joanna and I to verify that fact. <laughs> Twenty some years ago. So he had a car which Aunt Kevin owned. 
a station wagon that he parked at our house and then went back home to Arizona during during the summer. Or I'm not sure exactly what he did, but he went mm-hmm. back. Uh, he said, "Yeah, anytime you want to use the, the station wagon." I was my. This was between my freshman and sophomore year in, in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but why said, would you? Why would you need a car? You had a geo I, tracker. I had a geo tracker, which is interesting. <laughs> the interesting that you bring that up, Doc. That was part of the story. Okay. So I'm not going to let you not for, tell that part. For, <laughs> there was one night he he said, "Well, you can use this. You can use this this station wagon." Uh, from time to time, if you want, you know. I, so I was going out one night to visit a friend who was over uh, in Langley, McLean area. Uh huh. And my geo, I know who that is. My geo tracker did not have any gas. Mm-hmm. So I decided to use Carter's station station wagon. wagon. Yeah. So I drive over there. I'm there to you know 10:30, 11 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. Drive back on the windy roads by Langley driving up a hill in Aunt Kevin's and Carter's car, I crest a hill, and at the very last moment where I get a, when I'm cresting the hill, going about 35, 40 miles an hour, uh-huh. there is a big van that crashes right into me, head-on collision at the crest of this hill. Last second I see the uh, uh-huh. see this van. Uh-huh. Um, so I bang my knee, bang my head. I end up being you know pretty much okay, only because... I'm driving Carter and Aunt Kevin's station wagon. Right, you're driving a nice big safe nice, vehicle. Nice big safe vehicle, as opposed to that uh, ten can that the, I was the driving. ten can on wheels uh, <laughs> yeah. geo tracker. So I owe Aunt Kevin my life. Now the person who was driving the car, the was van, from, the van uh-huh. w- was from England. Oh, he's oh, driving on the wrong side of the road. I just forgot. Oh. Made a, you know, made, holy cow! Made, made, you just forgot that they were supposed to be driving on the, you know, the other side of the uh-huh. road, and it was like the worst point, you right? Know, because you didn't see him coming. Because we didn't see him coming. We're, we the worst point. Yeah. Fortunately, we both had big cars. Uh, mm-hmm. He seemed to be okay. Um, but it was funny. The next day, they like they got his car out of there real fast. And who's they? I think somebody, this is my conspiracy theory that, mm-hmm. you know, he was working for intelligence over at Langley oh, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's working. MI6. And, and they, and they got his, his car out of there real quick. What does that mean? Get his car out of there. We went Wasn't to. Was it a van? It was a big van. I'm sorry. Vans? Van. Sure. Van. I mean, I'm sure there was some sort of spy stuff in the back of the van. Oh my God. So. We went to the went to the junkyard to get to the you know, or or whatever they they towed both cars out of there and they said no that car was out of here within an hour, so so they got that car out of there within an hour. Mm-hmm. The van, I'm sorry, the van was out in an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to go get my running stuff out of the back of Carter's car that I was sure. using. Now, now, were you on the way back? From I was on the way home. Yeah, you were on the yep. way home. On the way home about eleven thirty at night. So, <sighs> anyways, so that's my Aunt Kevin and Carter story. Mm-hmm. I hope that um, that didn't bore everybody. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. Well, that sounds like a pretty serious accident. Well, I, you know, I, it was fine. I ended up banging my knee and wear your seatbelt, kids. Wear your yeah. seatbelt. And I was and I and let's be honest for a couple of weeks. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, you were also saved by the fact that you couldn't text and drive at that time. <laughs> That's true. That's probably true. All right. There's no smooth transition from that, um, but. I am excited to to introduce and bring in our next guest. Uh, Back on my feet has been an important part of Pacers for the last, I'd say, five or six years. You know, we we've worked on the the 
worked with Back on My Feet. Uh, and if you don't know about the program, uh, it's a program that helps uh, people who are homeless, gets them into running, and then gets them literally back on their feet. Uh, and, and our next guest, Grace Foster, is the chapter director of the D.C. chapter, and she's going to tell us all about the great programs that are happening here in D.C. with Back on My Feet. She's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Joanna and Docs, we are excited to be joined by Grace Foster in studio. She is the chapter director of the DC chapter of Back on My Feet. Grace, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Chris. Thank you. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Well, we're, 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 th we're thrilled to have you. I've been uh, involved, and Pacers Running has been involved with Back on My Feet uh, for a number of years, and it is a great program. And I know a lot of our listeners uh, know about Back on My Feet, especially Caitlin Kay came mm -hmm. in here and talked about how, how she runs with the with the Back on My Feet group. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a great, uh, you know, it, it's just a great program in D.C. And uh, thrilled to have you in. Let, let's start off with, like, what what is Back on My Feet? Give us kind of a background of what a Back on My Feet is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Back on My Feet is a national pro nonprofit um, that combats homelessness through the power of running. Um, how do we do this? Well, we do it in three ways. Um, first, we're able to um, encourage discipline and grow confidence um, through our 5.45 a.m. morning runs. Yes, 5.45 a.m., very Yeah, you early. saw how I looked at you. <laughs> um, that's okay for Joanna. Joanna would be fine with 5.45 runs, but... This side of the table, mm, not so, not so much. I'm, I was not even aware there's a 5:45 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am also not a morning person, but it's pretty incredible watching these members and our massive group of volunteers come out three days a week, mm -hmm. every week, yeah. and, and participate in these runs um, with these members. Um, and then furthermore, uh, we, we give community support um, through these volunteers and through our running community. Um, a lot of the members who we serve uh, no longer have a community because they're coming from intense backgrounds yeah. where they've lost their family, um, just kind of alienated themselves through a number, different number of reasons. And so this community support is really vital to their success. So how did you get involved with, how long have you been the chapter director? Uh, I joined actually in February, so okay. I'm, I'm fairly new to the program. Okay, but it already feels like home. Yeah, so. that's that's awesome. So you, you you're not from. We were just talking before um, we 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 crack the mics here that you're not from DC. You're from Minnesota. She said Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I mean the same place. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Minnesota is like 30 degrees colder all the time. It feels, but um, yeah, I am uh, a Midwesterner for sure. So yeah. Well, yeah. she's not feeling the studio at 103 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> now summers here in DC. This will be my fourth summer. I'm okay. Not, I'm not feeling it. It's, yeah. it's a little warm here. So but. were were you involved with the program before you became the director? Did you run with the guys or did you? Did, were you, is you just how were you first introduced to the program? 
Honestly, I f- was first introduced through social media. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I came across it on social media and uh, thought it was fantastic. I am a runner myself. Okay. Um, I, I've done a couple marathons. Uh, I really understand what running can do for your mind and your body. Yep. And so this program really resonated with me because of that. So what is, you, so what is specifically your role? Specifically, um, as the chapter leader, uh, my role is to ensure the overall health of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I help um, maintain our program um, with the help of our amazing program director, who is Bill Kennan. Yep. And uh, Jolie, she also is on our program's team. Um, and I also work to um, uh, spread awareness about our program um, into our community and um, help facilitate partnerships uh, with different corporations and local businesses um, in the DC area so we can sustain our program and have a better impact. So when I was first introduced to the program, you know, years and years ago, I, I didn't realize how many shelters there are in DC. And obviously you guys can't be at every shelter, but you are at multiple here in DC. So where are these runs happening? Where are these guys, uh, you know, where are these, where are these back on my feet uh, volunteers going every, you know, three days a week, 545 in the morning? Yeah, that's a great question. And I have to give a huge shout out to our, our staff and our mm-hmm. volunteers uh, who make these runs um, three times a week. Um, so Bill and Jolie uh, really lead um, the efforts with the facilities that we work with. Mm-hmm. And you're right, we're not in every facility in D.C. Uh, our aim is to, we would love to. Sure. Absolutely. Virginia, Maryland, and um, D.C., but for now, uh, f- a few of the chapter uh, facilities we're involved with um, include Clean and Sober, Sober Streets, Emory House, La Casa, uh, and Friends of Guest House. Um, we are mainly in D.C. We do work with a couple of the facilities in the Alexandria area. Um, and those facilities in particular um, house women. Okay. So those are our female teams. So I'm, you know, a, a, a person in one of these shelters and am interested in the program. Do I just need to show up for a run or who qualifies to be uh, part of part of this back on my feet uh, experience? Uh, that's a great question. Um, a lot of times uh, folks in these facilities aren't quite ready for our program. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have great partnerships with the facilities where Bill and Jolie uh, will go in and um, discuss our program with the members housed there. And we really do a a recruitment type program. Um, We introduce back on my feet, um, lay out the the program benefits and requirements. Um, They do a a series of um, really interviews with us. Mm -hmm. Um, we, We vet them to make sure that they can a participate in the running safely right. um, so they can stay healthy um, but b also have um, the desire to participate in our next steps program yeah I, I would imagine these guys a lot of these guys are totally new to running so just saying hey come out for a run at 545 is you're, you're just not going to get a lot of people to understand or it's not going to resonate with a lot of the folks who are in these shelters right yeah, it's um, the running is not the main um, focal point when we are okay. discussing our program. Uh, running is really the catalyst and the, the draw. They, mm-hmm. They're curious about it. Um, but really, because we provide the essential resources needed for um, employment and independent, independent housing, uh, we provide um, job skills training, um, workforce development training, 
um, that really is what motivates them to join our program. Um, and then the running becomes fun and sure. an essential part of their <laughs> you know, weekly activities. So to, um, to, to get all those advantages that you guys offer, you have to be in the you have to be in the running program. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so the members absolutely need to participate for thirty days okay. with a ninety percent attendance rate to these morning runs um, to show commitment to the program. And we want to foster the um, importance of discipline and sure and those work hours too once yeah. they are employed. So yeah, and it totally makes sense. I mean, you know. If you can get up at 545, again, I keep harping on this 545 in the morning. <laughs> well, actually, you, I think you need to get up before 545 if the do. run starts right, at 545. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would probably get up at 540 and be there, you know, just a minute or two late. But <laughs> but you're right. If, if you can show the discipline to do that, I think that says a lot about that person's character. Uh, so what you reference next steps, like what is this next steps program? Yes, the Next Steps program is what they're graduated into okay. after that 30 days of running. And mind you, they continue to run with us. They mm -hmm. keep running after those 30 days. Um, but the Next Steps then um, gets them into those workforce development trainings, the job skills trainings, um, financial literacy courses. And so they participate on a weekly basis in these courses. Um, and for the next... 60 days uh, we continue to foster those trainings with them of course building one-on-one -on -one relationships with them as well and uh, we have great partners um, like SunTrust mm -hmm. and uh, Accenture who come in and, and really host these trainings for them and give them those skills. So those guys are, so is the programming funded through these partners that you have? Or I mean, how is that, I mean, this has gotta be expensive on a lot of levels to, to fund this <laughs> like programming education for these, these residential members, right? Yeah, we are pretty lucky to have um, these partners that are both financially invested and also invested in our members and seeing them through this program um, and getting their staff involved um, helping us with volunteers and all of that but yes the the program is um, it costs money to run sure. and we are always looking for financial support um, and partners like these are really the the bread and butter of our program i mean because you're uh, essentially offering these guys a scholarship they're like scholarship athletes right <laughs> I mean they're, they're, they're essentially they're running and then they're they're given free like education and schooling to get them to that next step which is just incredible I mean what other opportunities are out there for them like that yeah we haven't seen many right. um, if any um, I, it's what makes our program so unique um, all over the country yep. is the running aspect combined with, like you said, this, this financial aid um, skill support training. So these guys are in this pro so it takes them 30 days. You, you vet them. They, they, you, you, they show that they're committed. They get into these next step programs. What's after that? Well, after the Next Steps program, the goal really is employment okay. and independent housing. Um, so once they secure um, employment and independent housing with us, we also induct them into our alumni program. Oh, yeah. So we have many, many alumni who continue to still run with us, um, participate with us um, in various ways. Um, but for the employment piece, um, the members actively work with us. Um, Jolie is really their 
point of contact um, as our staff person in DC and she works with them to build their resume mm -hmm. um, help them search for jobs uh, we have a lot of employment partners um, Marriott is a big employment partner Honeygrow is one of them and so they open opportunities for our members um, to get interviews within their companies and the hiring process is fair so they're still vetted like any other candidate sure. um, but they allow them the opportunity um, to get an interview whereas some companies might be hesitant because of our members backgrounds history. their history um, it's not always understood that there are they're people that have these skills and they have the desire to work hard and they need that second chance and so our employment partners really give them that opportunity to come in and I'll, I'll tell you what I'll, a quick story about uh, one of the, the alumni member Walter Barrera who uh, was an, was a Pacers running employee for for over two years um, yeah it was all because of your program he you know he he came in um, you know a different person than when he started with Back on My Feet or when he was living in this this shelter. He'd really, truly put his life back together. And like you said, like you said about your 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 people like Honeygrow or or Marriott who were interviewing and and we we were interviewing and, and, and holding him to the same standards of anybody else who would work at Pacers Running and he met and, and exceeded those standards and, and moved up the chain. And now he's he's working at a store. He moved to um, uh, he moved, you know, I'm not good with geography, Utah, Utah. Yeah. So he moved to Utah <laughs> and he's working in his store in Utah, but a real good success stories. And you know, we'll, we'll have you touch on maybe some other success stories, but for me personally, that was just such a cool, cool thing. Um, none of this obviously would be possible without the volunteers. Um, and, and the, the, the people who show up and, and motivate these guys to run it, uh, 5:45 in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. Do you so, think our listeners know what time it starts? Yeah, yet? I mean, <laughs> I think I think we've probably drilled that uh, into uh, them. At okay, this point. it's uh, got, it's going to be on the quiz. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, are there uh, opportunities for for volunteers still? Do you have enough people who run with these guys? Are you looking for more? We always have volunteer opportunities, and I say this a lot in our community um, because we we don't need you to just be a runner it's okay if you're not a runner you can be a walker um, you can come volunteer and help us with our um, workforce development skills courses mm -hmm. um, you can help at the race events that we have um, like the races that we participate with with, with pacers, pacers yep, yep. Um, so there's a variety of ways you can get involved but we absolutely always need more volunteers to support our members on our morning runs and then later on as they continue with races and events and um, their next steps so program. if I'm listening how do I get involved how do I volunteer yes that's a great question um, so you would visit our website mm -hmm. so it's dc.backonmyfeet.org okay and there's a tab for volunteers and you can check out all the ways that you can volunteer with us so you can run with us at 545 um you can also run for us um that is a fun racing opportunity we have the marine corps marathon coming up in october mm -hmm. uh, which i am running by the way there you so go nice. <laughs> nice. if you want to run with the chapter director yeah. i will be there um but that helps us raise money but it also um gives you an opportunity to run with some of our volunteers and we are trying to um find way find members that are ready for their first marathon to run that race as well 
um, and that's something I forgot to mention yeah. was our members because they get involved in running with us they often become <laughs> pretty good athletes right. and they'll do a lot of 5k's half marathons full marathons so we've had members in the past run Marine Corps um, it's a pretty cool experience uh, I'm really looking forward to my first one with them this year also you can join our local advisory board or local young professionals board Chris, you are on yep. our advisory board. It's incredible to have you. It's incredible to have a partner like Pacers. We really appreciate the support. Um, so it's a really great way for volunteers to get involved um, if they want to um, be involved in a deeper way. And of course, um, financial support is always yep. appreciated. So Yeah, no, no question. Um, and the volunteers who I mean, you, you got a little bit of everybody. I mean, I know guys, uh, you know, like my buddy Phil, who drives all the way in from Vienna or wherever, in and, and all the know, way out from Vienna. Vienna. Wow. I mean, <laughs> getting to DC at that early in the morning. I mean, that's difficult to do, man. I'm just. I'm. Yeah, that was. Uh, so, you know, or they live in DC, yep. and, and some, like you said, some are fast runners, some are slow runners, some are walkers. Some. I mean, it's just all over the place. So it's really cool. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we have volunteers from all walks of life. We have volunteers that have um, parts of their history that, that match our members. And so it really resonates with mm -hmm. them. And um, they really connect to our members in that way. And our members need that. They need folks on the morning runs that'll just have a conversation with them and encourage them as they complete their one to three miles in the morning. Um, but we also have just cheerleaders that come on our event, uh, weekend events, um, and participate in that way and cheer our members on. So. Um, so I mentioned, uh, you know, a Pacers running success story with Walter Barrera. I'm sure there's many other success stories. Um, I hear them every year when I come to the Blue and Green Bash, which is May 23rd uh, this year. So, yes. So success stories and tell us a little bit about the bash that's happening May 23rd. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> one of our really interesting success stories um, is with... Um, a current member, I wanted to mention um, Chris Patton, mm -hmm. is one of our members um, at the Emory House. And he is an incredible runner, actually. And he will be participating this weekend um, at the GW Parkway 10-miler. Yeah. He's our charity chaser this oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it just kind of gives you an idea of how our members get involved with us, not only in our program, but now he's fundraising for us. That's so, incredible. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so I encourage you to um, check out that race on our website. Yeah, if you so you guys, more. you guys will be involved with the GW Parkway. You're going to be doing a water stop. Chris is going to be doing the We're doing the bag drop. Bag yep, drop. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yep. Sorry, bag drop. It's coming up They're going to get days. your bags wet, sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to rain. No, it gets so. loaded into a truck. So no, they it's going to rain, wet. but they will, yeah. And it's not anything to do with the water stop. I miss spoke it's in two days okay. my the race is in two days my brain's on overload here um <laughs> but chris is doing the charity chaser and he's become you know not only a, a great success story but a pretty accomplished runner yeah i mean he runs he's marathons fast. he's like super fast so he's incredible <laughs> yeah so i mean if if he passes you uh yeah don't don't feel bad he's he, he is he's a he's a heck of a runner he's such a great guy yeah. um it just he is an example of how wonderful our members are, um, how down to earth they are, and just how hard they work um, to get where they are now. So I mentioned the blue and green bash, which is always just the, the most fun party of the year. 
It's um, a very fun party. Yeah. It's, it'll be my first one this okay. year. Okay. Um, right. And I'm really excited um, about our member speaker this yep. year. Um, incredible success story as well. His name is Bomani. Okay. Um, he's our featured speaker on Tuesday, May 23rd. Yep. Um, I'll share a little with you now, um, but I hope you'll come and listen to Definitely. his story from his own words. Um, it's pretty powerful. Um, but Bomani was, he was born in upstate New York. Um, he was uh, forced to be the man of the house, per se, at the age of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he was very gifted in school and excelled. Um, but because he didn't have any father figure around, it was a tough neighborhood, um, he got into trouble as a young teen. Um, he was selling drugs, drinking, and, and stealing. Um, he ended up graduating on the honor roll in high school wow. and was offered a partial scholarship to play basketball wow. for college. Yes. Um, but because of his uh, upbringing and his tough history, he, he, he couldn't handle school that year. So he ended up moving back um, and got into trouble again and eventually went to prison. So he joined CSS in 2016. What's CSS? Uh, I'm sorry, that's Clean and Sober Streets. Okay. It's one of our, one our of facility partners gotcha. as well okay. as one of our teams gotcha. in downtown D.C. Um, and he joined back on my feet that year. Um, he's amazing. He pushes hard. He works hard um, at the Next Steps program. He's completed the D.C. Central Kitchen program and is now a cook for wow. Clean and Sober Streets. They hired him on. Um, as full-time, and he continues to run with us, has completed his first 5K um, in 2017, and he's now um, senior member status with Back on My Feet. So he continues to be successful. He's always pushing himself, and um, he's really um, an amazing person. Um, And I just wanted to mention, too, his goal is to open his own nonprofit. Look at that. To help people like him. Yeah. So it just really warms my heart to hear that. So I encourage you to um, come on May 23rd. Yeah, and you can find more information about that on your website. That's right, on the website. DC.backofmyfeet.org. Yeah. Well, Bamani's story is, is awesome. Can't wait to hear more about that when we are there. The, this is an official invite for the Pace the Nation crowd to be there, I'm <laughs> sure, right, Grace? Yes. yes. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll be there. We'll, we will be there, and we can't wait. Uh, May 23rd, it's going to be a great time. I know you have great sponsors, and you know we're part of that, which I'm very proud to say that we uh, partner with you guys. But you got uh, you know others like KPMG, Marriott, SunTrust. Accenture, you know, just a number of big heavy hitters, but you're always looking for for, for more uh, and, you know, people who want to be a part of the program. And so, you know, certainly if there's anybody out there listening, you know, we'd love to have, as I put on my advisory board hat on, we'd love to have have you guys support us uh, and back on my feet. But also, you know, where, where is this where is this chapter headed? Where is Back on My Feet headed? I mean, you guys are all across the country, have grown incredibly fast. Uh, it's it's a great program, but where, what's the future? Yeah, um, thank you. the The national movement is quite impressive, yeah. and it continues to grow all across the country. Here locally, we'd like to uh, mimic that and really grow here um, in the D.C. area. Uh, we're pretty heavy in D.C. Um, we'd like to continue to grow into Virginia and, and Maryland and like Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Southeast DC, we, we don't have facility partnerships there yet. And that's an area where we'd like to grow because there's a huge need, mm-hmm. especially, um, 
Obviously for our program, we like to strengthen it, continue to be innovative with it um, for the sole benefit of our members so they continue to thrive and gain long-term success for themselves. Um, so we, we would love to add partners that would help facilitate the growth of our program, um, adding new elements into our program. Um, also, we'd like to um, continue to increase awareness for mm -hmm for Back on My Feet DC and the work that we do um, so that we can continue to grow the impact here locally. It's so. awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we, we are happy to do our little tiny, tiny part at, here at Pace the Nation to help spread the good word. Uh, you're running the Marine Corps Marathon, so you're, is this, you're, it's officially out there now. Yeah, uh -oh. you're, 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 uh, you're, you've run marathons. Yeah, be careful right? with that. I, one of <laughs> yeah. us had a bad experience with putting that out there last year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an okay athlete. Yes. I started running like eight years ago. Okay. Um, I just did my first two marathons last year. Oh wow! And they went well. So Great. I'm gonna do Which another, another two this year. Uh, the Wisconsin was my first marathon. Uh -huh. I had to do that. Right. Um, and then I did a local, like the Potomac River oh, run right. here. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Fantastic. it was fun. It was great. Well, if you want to fund race with Grace, you can definitely do that. Um, probably, I don't know if you'll be able to keep up with her, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that that's another cool way to get, be a part of, of, of Back of My Feet. And it's a, it's a cool term. I like the fun fund race mm -hmm. it's kind of a thing off fundraising docs you get it i get it yeah oh, you, yeah you get it okay, yeah. okay, i'm okay. good with words <laughs> okay okay joanna didn't get it i was just, <laughs> just no i'm kidding yeah we're right. constantly teaching her words <laughs> exactly all right that's grace foster grace thank you so much for joining us Thank you for having me, and thank you for your partnership, Chris. Absolutely. There she goes. It's Grace Foster. She is the chapter director of the D.C. chapter of Back on My Feet. She joined us here on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Grace Foster for joining us here Today on Pace the Nation, uh, you can follow Grace and Back on My Feet DC. What's the Twitter handle, uh, Joanna? B O M F D C. So oh, at, at B. Yeah. Bomf DC. Gotcha. B O M F D C. Gotcha. At that. Yeah. I think people get how Twitter yeah, works. Yeah, I feel like that's like a given, right? <laughs> yeah, at this point. All right, fine. I'm, th I'm not going to talk the rest of the show. Um, you know, they did change, uh, speaking of Twitter, I think Charlie sent me this story that they are no longer doing eggs as your uh, default, default avatar. avatar. Uh, I'm not sure why. I couldn't follow the article. <laughs> but, uh, Charlie, maybe tweet in and let us know why that is. Break it down to me, for me in, in layman's terms why that is. Because, because people who uh, use egg avatars um are usually harassing people and yeah, so they figured like by changing yeah they figured well not bots it's like people who want to re remain anonymous so they think by changing the default avatar is going to somehow change the behavior of these people oh i'm no longer a, a, an egg now it's a silhouette of a person so right. now i have to behave like a person that's uh, the gist yeah, of it okay why did they do eggs at, like originally because it's because it's a bird twitter twitter's bird. a bird yeah. oh yeah. oh so i egg. see yeah I was hoping I got through to them 
and you know <laughs> I was the change. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't matter. It like if you're if you're a silhouette of an egg or you're a silhouette of a person, it's still not a, a, a like a personalized picture. It's just harder. It's, to, it's yeah. just it. You know what it is? It's putting a coat of paint on a building that needs to be torn down. Yes, that's probably true. I, I, I guess it's like for, when I paint my house. For, <laughs> for me, I, I'm. I guess I'm just disappointed because if I ever need a comeback for somebody who tweets at me, uh-huh. who's got an egg avatar, uh-huh. I just say your avatar is an egg. Discussion ended uh-huh. right there. Like you can't you ever talk do that? to me on Twitter if your avatar is an egg. Do you ever do that in real life? Like if if somebody's arguing with me, you, you just say <laughs> your egg, your avatar is an egg. End of discussion. End of discussion. Like you even lose, if you don't know if it's you true lose or not, all credibility if mm-hmm. your avatar is an egg. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my, my, you know I teach this uh, social media lesson. Right. Uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll let people know when that date is. Uh, you know here. Oh, they can't wait. Closer, they can't wait. Closer, closer down the road. All right. Uh, so thanks again to Grace Foster for joining us on uh, Pace Nation. Uh, we took a picture outside. Uh, Joanna was no longer wearing the tank top, though, because it was cooler outside than it is. Way cooler outside than it is. You know when, when you're in high school and you would ask your teachers, can we have class outside today? Yeah, right. I, can we have podcast <laughs> outside today? Yeah, <laughs> the acoustics, I don't know, would work. But Anyway, so um, uh, speaking of Joanna, you were in Boston this uh past week and, uh, for your yeah. annual trip mm-hmm. to uh the boston streaking Mar- marathon 5k which you have a streak going that's true yep what's your streak at now so this was the ninth year ninth nine year. times yeah. that's a good number for you i know i in, thought in i thought world. it might bring some luck as well so how did the race go <laughs> uh not so well <laughs> ah, man but, you, had, you had such a good uh crystal city 5k uh, well i wouldn't say that either um but i it's always a good time in boston um i do like doing that 5k even though it is 10,000 people it's it's kind of a lot of fun to run with that many people and you don't always get the chance to do a shorter race with so many people um but for me i've been nursing a hip injury and Mm. the 5k was really the realization that uh i need to just take time off um but it was still fun to run so you're not running not not now uh what are you doing yoga Yoga. I was wondering, um, I think on my run yesterday it was a little bit hot and I was actually thinking, I wonder if Joanna started swimming now. Because I think <laughs> that you were going to make this like the summer of swim. Yeah, it's going to be the summer of swimming and yoga, I think. And golf, because yeah. now I'm a golfer. And now you're a golfer. Yeah. So tell yeah. us uh, about the trip and we'll get into the, the you did some golfing. So <laughs> the marathon Monday is, you know, Everybody knows about it. Everybody talks about it. Everybody. Know? So it's it's such a huge deal for just more people than just runners. So, uh, you know, everybody talks about that on social media, et cetera. So were you there for the race and how did that? Uh, yeah. Know? So I, um, I did go up to Maine to see my brother, but I okay. came back late on Sunday night so that I would be in town for the race on Monday morning. Okay. Um, and this year I went to the Lennox hotel, which is really close to the finish line. Yes. Um, New Balance hosts a watch party from the Lennox. So I was there this year. The Annie Lennox. Yeah. The Annie yeah. Lennox. Was exactly. Matthew Centrowitz there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there were, there actually were a, a fair amount of New Balance athletes. It's like so uh-huh. weird to just see them just walking around like normal yeah. people. Um, was like, was your was your favorite sprinter of all time there? Um, no, Harry wasn't there. I think uh, he's still in the UK. 
Yeah. Um, which is disappointing. I would have loved to have hung out with him. But there's a bunch of there. Do you think he still has his Pace the Nation sticker on his shirt? I hope not. I bet he does. No, he definitely does laundry very often. He smelled so great. He... But you can dry clean it and the sticker doesn't come off. Uh, I think the sticker came off. You were so hoping that you could use your British accent on him. Oh, I haven't improved, though. He gave me homework, and I haven't done it. So. Oh, so then Ooh. you're probably glad you didn't All see right. him. Yeah. All right. So you were at the Linux. It's a, it is such a great watch party. That um, yeah, and they on. have really great food, too. Yeah. They do breakfast spread. They do uh, lunch. They do snacks. They do dessert. It's really great. But it's also nice because they have... Um, a bar with a bunch of televisions so you can watch the race inside of the bar and then as people start to come down Boylston Street you can go right outside and you're on Boylston Street mm-hmm. and it's closed off to just people in the Lennox and you can watch the finishers go by so um, the one problem that I used to have back in the day when I would go watch on Boylston Street um, is that you're just like waiting for the race to come to you right so this is nice because you can watch it on tv and then you can see the runners as they come past that is cool so for me this was an exciting year for american women yes Um, we had two really strong contenders in the race and i was really excited to see how jordan would do in her debut and how Jess would run um so watching the women's race was very exciting until the race broke and then edna just took it away she ran like a five minute mile or something to break everybody but i would like to say like Des is absolutely amazing. So she came in fourth in the race, if you haven't watched yeah. or read any news. Yeah. Um, but her splits for the first half and the second half of the race were exactly the same. 112 exactly. 33 112-33. Like, Des is amazing at running her own race, doing her own thing, and being incredibly consistent. She lives in her own world when she's running. Yeah, yeah it is. it is amazing. I saw some stat or tweet or something like that about how close she's been to even splitting five, six, ten marathons, whatever it was, mm-hmm. within a minute, which is hard to do. And when you think about when you're in a race and there's there's high stakes like that and people are going faster, going slower, making moves, to, to stay in, in your own race plan and not uh, get nervous or, or mentally lose your focus is mm-hmm. amazing. So I think Des is incredible. I think she's yep. just great. Uh, not to take away from, from Des's performance, which was which was very impressive, mm-hmm. but uh, I actually was, was very surprised and very impressed by Jordan Hasey, 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 yeah. Hasey. So I was uh, like, what a, a debut! Yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> and and honestly, I think this is probably the best race of her career since she was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people have written her off in the past few years yeah. because she hasn't performed well in the track. But I think if you look at Jordan's running history, if you look at her form, she's always been well suited for the marathon. And so, she's still young. Yeah. So I think this. But is, she's like 24, 25, 26, something like that. Uh, I think she's twenty. Twenty-five. Yeah. She's she's definitely not marathon age yet. Yeah. So like, her peak is ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And and for those who who aren't such track nerds, uh, why are you listening? Was, to us? <laughs> she she um, because they want the dog story. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, she has a dog. Uh, she uh, she was uh, a prodigy, like you said. In high school, she hadn't run as well since you know she went to Oregon and. And she had, had success. A, had she a, had success a good career, Oregon, but not yeah. third in the mar- in the Boston well, think, Marathon type success. To put it to put her, put her career in in perspective, she was basically a prodigy in high school. Yeah, uh, and people had expectations of like winning national championships and Which dominating the did. sport. She did win some national championships. Well, I meant U.S. She nationals. Did. In in co- I mean in college, she, sorry, like in, in college, her, like yeah. NCAA. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, she was. Third at the Boston Marathon is ridiculous. And but, the yeah. fastest yeah. debut of an American uh, woman ever in right. 223. Yeah. By a minute. 
Yeah. So it was it was a ridiculous. Yeah. Race. Uh, and then Galen Rupp uh, also had a, a great performance, second. PR uh, for him in 209. Now, Joanna, you, yeah. you were watching on TV. Did he have an Iceman? I w- you know, I was actually looking to see that. I didn't see anybody handing him new hats. What's an Iceman? The the hat people that were oh. in the um, in Rio giving him new, new hats oh, gotcha. with the ice okay. in them. Also, Val Kilmer's character in Top Gun. <laughs> Okay, I wouldn't know that. I have seen um, Top Gun. But you know, yeah. when I was actually on the plane going to Boston, I saw a guy wearing a shirt that said, um, if I was flying, Goose would still be alive. And that's Val Kilmer's mm. character. Didn't know. Yeah, uh, no, that was the doctor from ER played Goose. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the the, uh, the guy who had hair. Anthony Edwards. He had hair in Top Gun uh-huh. and then lost his hair for ER. Who cares? Well, well, why just, is that? Uh, who cares about <laughs> stuff like that? I, I'm just trying to clarify who we're talking about here. Yeah. That's how I know him. You know, he, he was the only guy who didn't take his shirt off during the volleyball scene. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm, um, now I know. It's weird yeah. that you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hair, shirts off, yeah. Well, um, we're getting back on track here at Pace the Nation. Uh, listen. <laughs> we're um, talking a little too much running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to <laughs> Back talk. on track here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um... Why were we talking about that? Oh, Maverick, the plane. Oh, I was going to ask Joanna, uh, were you nervous to get kicked off your flight on Friday? You know, everybody asked me that. I know. Everybody was like, oh, are you flying United? Um, I No, I was not worried. Yeah. Also because um, I'm an Alaska Airlines uh, member. Premier member or yeah. something. Um, and so their partner is American, and I was flying on American. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I have status. With yeah, that's all partners. you need, status. Yeah, so they're right. not kicking me off a flight. Get a credit card. <laughs> all right, so you went to Maine to visit Brother Russo. I did, yeah. And, how was that? And my sister-in-law as okay. well. Okay, yeah, how was um, that? That was really good. So my brother, you know, there's like about 90 breweries in Maine, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that he was trying to take me to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to uh, a lot of breweries. Nice. Um, had a lot of really great beer on the first day that I was there. And then um, my brother's really into sushi, so we went uh, to the sushi place he likes for dinner. And he always orders a boat of sushi, which is like some crazy like fifty pieces of sushi. But he's always wanted to get the yacht, and he mm. wanted me to order the yacht with him so we could split it. And I I couldn't do it. So the yacht is probably double the size. It's, it's yeah. like a hundred pieces versus fifty pieces. Yeah, it's it's an insane amount of sushi. For how many people? Um, I think it's supposed to feed four people. Okay. Joanna, how many? And it was just you and him. Yeah. The Russos were going to knock out the yacht. Joanna. Sorry, brother Russo. How many pieces of sushi can you eat when you when you have a sushi session? Um, well, I wasn't that hungry on Saturday, mm-hmm. so I actually only had probably like 12 pieces. Mm-hmm. I think I can. That's t- a lot. Yeah. I feel like I could probably eat like 20 maybe. I uh-huh. don't know. So, so is he up to eat 80? <laughs> he wasn't. No. Yeah. Are we talking like the regular size pieces of sushi? Well, the yacht has maki rolls, sashimi, and uh, something else too. Okay, Joanna, have you ever been to a sushi place where they have the uh, conveyor belt? Yes, yeah. I love that. That's I've so been awesome. There too. I just think twenty is a lot. Wow. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is kind of a lot of sushi, but when you're hungry, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. All um, right, so you, you, you went to breweries, you had sushi, and, and then on you Sunday mentioned we, golf. Yeah, well, because on Sunday, um, Easter Sunday, we had brunch at my sister-in-law's sister's house, and then um, then we went golfing. So this was the second time in my life that I've played golf. Second um, time? Second time, yeah. First time was at Augusta. 
<laughs> um, my first time was actually last year in Maine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, we played nine holes. It was crazy because it was about 80 degrees outside, but there's still snow on the ground. Wow. So the the course still had snow along the side, and we're like playing in tank tops. Um, and and my brother's father in law told me that I'm a natural at golf. So wow, that's high praise. Nice. Yeah. So I'm just gonna um, dedicate myself to getting on the uh, LPGA. Yeah. Okay. So the running dream's over. The running right. dream's over. Yeah, it felt to me I'm a natural at. <laughs> <All right. laughs> nice. Let's be honest. Golf is actually something to take up as you get older as well. So, yeah, so and that's, it's a that's good what, transition. That's what my brother was trying to sell me into. Uh-huh. So I, I think he was just trying to tell me, like, you're getting old. You need to find Now, running you can do as old, an old person. Too. Sure, sure. Right. You can running, do running, golf, swimming, yoga. Tennis. Yeah. Uh, just cut out the basketball. Yeah, uh, basketball you got to cut football, out. Football. No, no touch football. Uh-huh. Or tackle. No tackle. Tackle. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. No. No ultimate Frisbee. None of these stuff that you need, like these fast twitch muscles. Right. No, let's, let's do the old people's sports. Oh, I also forgot to mention that on Sunday morning, my brother and I watched our favorite soccer team play, Liverpool. Nice. Uh, they have now put themselves in a really good position within the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Well, That's the uh, Barclays Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the Barkley marathons. Right. Right. Or Charles Barkley. Uh, well, it sounded like you and Brother Russo had a nice brother and sister uh, bonding weekend. Yeah, it was it was really good to see him. It was a great did, weekend. Did, did he support you in your 5K? Did he come down and watch you? Um, did he care about your 5K? Not particularly. No? Okay. Well, he's learning about it now on the show, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, sounded like, uh, other than the race, sounded like a great, great weekend, Joanna. Yeah, it was. It was really great. I yes. love going up to Boston. It's yeah. always a great time up there. Yeah, and I'm sure New Balance was. They were great hosts for that that uh, Monday party at the Linux. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, Docs and I's Friday was actually at the Crystal City. 5k fridays right race and we both uh we both ran again the race yeah the race <laughs> two for two <laughs> two for two um the weather, the weather was, a was much more better conducive uh, yeah to, the weather was much better racing. for racing uh although i still ran the same time uh, exactly you, the same like a like a no, death split no no but pretty much same i think a little slower how about you docs what do yeah, you how, how major you? improvement there Excellent. you go yeah um it's funny i saw uh Friend of the pod, Heather. Should mm-hmm. I protect her anonymity? Nah, we say she's Heather Jeff all the time. Yeah. Uh, I saw her at the start line, and I told her, I said, okay, well, what I did last week, I went out way too fast, so I'm going to try to run under control. But we were, like, we were waiting for, you know, t- five minutes, ten minutes, which is an eternity at the starting line. So I was telling her all these stories about how, uh, including the week before, I went out too fast. And then I was telling her, like – I did an adventure race with these guys from from work uh, many years ago when I was really fit, and they had signed up for the race with one of their wives, and then uh, a long time ago, but she got pregnant, um, and so she couldn't run, so they asked me. So basically, I was just there, and I told them, I said, well, I'm just going to stick with you guys. You guys, it'll be your race, and then I'll be the third person, because you have to stay together as a three-person team. Mm-hmm. And so this this race, we had uh, the first 400 meters, you run with a mountain bike, carrying a mountain bike for 400 meters, wow. and then you ride up a, a, a mountain, 
and then you ride down the mountain and like you do all this kind of stuff. But I told him, I was like, all right, well, for the start, I'm just going to tuck in behind you guys. But I was in I was in great shape, right? Gun goes off and I take off. I'm like like trying to PR in the 400 or something like that. Ruined the, like this three-hour race for us because I just went out way so too fast. So was that – I can't help myself. So that was the in-the-moment decision. That wasn't something that you it were was just, just telling them and then you, you knew that you were going to shoot out. No, I didn't. It was fast. it was like the gun went off, the adrenaline, and I just – I can't Couldn't contain help myself. Okay. I, I get out too fast. And so I, and I was telling this story to Heather and I was like I was like giving her example after example after example. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go very contained. I wanna run a nice contained first mile and push the second mile. This is this is the goal. So okay, you know, so like over and over and over again and she's like, All right, well I'm gonna stick with you for that first mile, whatever. Gun goes off, don't see Heather for the rest of the race. <laughs> you know, like I just I just, just take off again and, and run a very aggressive first mile. Luckily for me, uh, I was able to run maintain that pace through the second mile as well which is really really where i wanted to focus on the race uh it helped not being sick for yeah uh the race uh you didn't help heather out though that's for sure she she was smart she she said she told me after the race she was like five seconds in she's like i'm leaving letting yeah. him go <laughs> yeah. uh he's not gonna ruin my race for me so uh it's just kind of funny that that like i i, I was literally telling her like this is my problem this is what i do this is my problem uh, you couldn't help yourself. Acknowledged it, and then nature took over. Well, I'm glad you uh, glad you ran faster. It looks like you're progressing. I actually saw you on the trail again the other day. Docs. You saw me? Yeah, but you were running uh, ahead of me, and I was taking a turn, so I didn't stop. Is that me. right? Yeah. Well, it was a good time at uh, the Crystal City Friday 5K. I hung out with uh, listener Joanna. Uh, one of oh, the, yeah. One of the Joannas after. The other Joanna. The other Joanna. Mm-hmm. At uh, at one of the one of the happy hour after spots, so uh, always a good time. So we will uh, see a lot of folks there again this Friday. All right, I mentioned earlier that there was a story about a streaker uh, that uh, caught my eye this week. Now, Joanna, you just ran your ninth BAA five k, which you're on a streak of nine. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty impressive because it's only nine been going times. nine nine times. It's only been going you know for nine from? years. Nine times. No, I don't. What's that from? Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. Well, here's another impressive streak. <laughs> um, and I'm not talking about my streak of sub three hour marathons. Pat mm-hmm. McGregor has done a sub five minute mile since January second, 105 days in a row. Wow. So every single day he goes out and he runs a sub five minute mile. Uh, and he was attempting, and he just broke his high school coach's record of 104. His high school coach, Devin Hind, had run 104 in a row, and uh, this Pat thought this would be a, a, a cool thing to do and started January 2nd and finished uh, April 16th and ran 105 five sub Wait, finished, miles. so he's done, or is he still uh, yeah, keeping no, it going? It's unclear from this article from Runner's yeah. World whether he's done or not. But See, the thing is, if he's just trying to break his high school – coach's record right he's and and then only beats it by one then he's leaving himself exposed like he sees how easy it was to beat that right and now he's leaving himself exposed to for somebody else to beat him when you break a record and you have the opportunity you got to put that away that's true you got to make people think no way i'm not even going to try 
Also, don't start a streak on January 2nd. Start it on January 1st <laughs> because now he doesn't have the option of, of running a sub-five-minute mile every day of this year. I love how impressed I was with this, and Docs just dismisses this <laughs> so easily. Sub-five-minute mile I'm for very 100, cynical. 105 yeah, but days in a row. He's 26 years old. Yeah, he's 26. Uh, he's, he's a sub-four-minute miler. He's, he's got a PR of 358. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's, that's true. His fastest mile during the streak was 427, but most of his were uh, just under five. He's an he's an assistant coach over at Samford, Samford in Connecticut. Yes, Samford, Samford and Sons University. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, impressive job, Pat McGregor. Uh, maybe we'll try to catch up with him and see if he's continued the streak or not, because it doesn't say what in this runners world. Yeah, let's fill in some details here. All right, Joanna. Before you got back to Boston, you you texted us and said. You you alluded to a crazy yeah, train, but right. you never told us the story. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping that you were holding out so that you could tell it on the show. Yeah, well, that's what you said. We can't have conversations outside of the podcast. Yeah, right. Um, so, but I, I meant that applied to me and Farley. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a very late train back to Boston from Maine, and my brother insisted that I get a business class ticket because he uh-huh. said that the experience is totally different in business class. So I got. I a, disagree with that, but okay. Yeah, Go so ahead. I got a business class ticket, and first of all, one of the things he said is that you always face the direction that the train is going. You and, should do that, yeah. But the business class seats face the opposite direction on this train, so uh, I was like, "What? That was like the main selling point, and it, whatever." Uh, so anyway, so. Um, there's not that many people in business class, but sitting across and in front of me is this like youngish girl. We're probably about the same age. And she knew the guy in the cafe car. They were like talking when they first, when she first got on the train and she kept sneezing. So I assumed that she was sick or mm-hmm. probably, probably as sick as you were the last time that we mm-hmm. did the podcast. But, um, as the train ride goes on, she keeps like getting up and she's like talking but I don't really know who she's talking to so she would like get up go somewhere come back and then at one point late in the train ride she's just like where is this train where are we and so the guy who's sitting in front of her like says that what stop we're like near or whatever and she's like I'm getting off this train I can't do this anymore and then she says like a lot of curse words as well that I'm not gonna repeat Mm -hmm. so then she just grabs her bag she looks at me and that girl was like crazy like she had crazy eyes she grabs her bag and then she just tries to get off the train so she's moving while it's moving well, it's moving. So she goes like in between the cars and she's trying to get off of the train. And I'm like, I'm watching this happen. And mm-hmm. everybody else in business class is just like reading their newspapers or like on their computer. Unfazed. Uh, Unfazed. Wow. And I'm like, this girl is trying to get off of a moving she probably, train. She probably does it every week. Well, yeah, they probably these guys are all yeah, business yeah, travelers. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, used, they're to, used it. to it. Yeah. But so the guy from the cafe car, the one who like knew her, he comes out of the cafe car and like bear hugs her and like drags her through business class into the cafe car, and that wow. was the last I saw of her. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And now, now he chopped her up, and now she's being <laughs> served as hot dogs in 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 a business class. That's Do- a, that's a crazy story. And also, when I got into Boston, the Celtics Celtics game had just gotten out. So it was crazy at the train station. Yeah. yeah. Joanna, you know why the the seats were facing backwards? Why? Because they face forward going from Boston to Maine and they don't turn the train around. Yeah. And then so when it goes back, it's just. Yeah, I figured that out as well. Then why did you ask why when I asked you, do you know why? You asked me why? Yeah, I said, do you know why? And you go, why? Oh, I guess that's just a natural reaction. (laughs) Yeah, it's just (laughs) being polite. Well, I already knew that. Well, then why'd you ask why? getting awkward here um (laughs) (laughs) all right this podcast of course is sponsored by pacers running pacers running with five area dc locations 
Pacers running is for every run. We also have our New Jersey location, and we will be running, sort of hosting the New Jersey Marathon that Pacers puts on April 30th. You can still sign up for the New Jersey Marathon and Half Marathon. Uh, that happens Sunday, April 30th. Also of note, a couple other things happening at Pacers Running. The GW Parkway Classic was this weekend, April yeah. 23rd. H- tell uh, us how you did. Yeah, let us know how you did. <laughs> Hopefully it went well. Hopefully it didn't rain too, too much out there. Uh, also, uh, one other thing, really cool thing that Pacers has done. Uh, we have a, a DC flag shoe that you can order until April 30th. Uh, you can do pre-orders. It's a it's an Adidas shoe, the Adios, with the DC uh, flag on the tongue. Really cool shoe. Cool. Uh, so you can check that out, runpacers.com. All right, guys. Good show. Episode 103 in the books. Thanks again to Grace Foster for joining us. She's a chapter director of the Washington, D.C. chapter of Back on My Feet. You can follow them on Twitter. It's B O. MFDC. It's at B O M F D C on Twitter. Thanks to Joanna Russo. Thanks to William E. Docs. Thanks to Kelly the intern. And thanks to you, the listener. I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. I guess we didn't have time for my exciting parking story today. Oh, we had time. Oh, we, we just did? didn't bring it up. Yeah. Well, I I, I originally parked in a two-hour parking spot, mm-hmm. and then as I then I walked to the studio, there was a spot open in the four-hour parking spot. So then I ran back to my car and moved it, and and, and got an extra two hours uh, of of free parking. We're gonna need it because this show goes freaking <laughs> long.